0: Hello, welcome back to the EcoTalk Podcast. I'm Gianna. I'm Angela. I'm
1: Garisha.
2: What an amazing weather for adventure. Today we have Miss Preventure. Yay, thank you so much for having me on
0: your podcast. Yay, Miss Preventure! So since Women's Month is coming to a rear, what better way to celebrate it than hosting a podcast where we can highlight amazing achievements that women have contr- contributed to the world um, we also have the amazing Mrs. Venture so we're going to be doing a mini interview with her as a teach, with her experiences as a teacher and engineer. Furthermore, by shedding light on these women, we can cultivate a better understanding and respect for the many contributions and learn these important names. And again, it doesn't matter what gender you are. I think this podcast is important for everyone to listen to, so that way we can learn the names of these remarkable women. So let's get to talking. Okay, section one. First
3: off, what subjects do you teach? Oh, so I teach seventh and eighth grade science. um, And I just enjoy it. Uh, I really like that I teach seventh and eighth grade because there's a lot of Um, development and maturity that I see students develop and they start forming their own ideas about things and really start to investigate things on their own and ask questions. So I love the transition that I see from like kind of um, that like just innocent sweet seventh graders and then like getting like their power and their inner voice as they become eighth graders and prepare for high school so it's just really cool also oh this is just a question off the top of my head what is your
0: favorite unit to teach
3: oh my goodness that is such a good question so when I started um physics was by far my favorite and then I did like it was uh that uh the dam broke and so we did this random like levy project that was really fun but I have to say and I and I was like oh my goodness I do not like biology I'm not going to do biology but as I've been doing this I don't think I have a favorite unit because the more I learn about all the different subjects the more I see how connected they are and uh just the knowledge as it kind of like connects from one subject to another I I have found that I love all of them I know that sounds like super cheesy teacher thing to say but I really do love it and I I find value in all of the units for really different reasons. Wow, that was, wow, beautiful.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. And then uh, what was it also, since I think a lot of students, at least I didn't know before, but you were actually an engineer. So
3: what was it like being an engineer? Um, Yeah, so I was an engineer, um, oh my goodness, I think for like 15 years. uh, I graduated, I had like a really interesting uh, journey with my engineering. I graduated from college and I went to work for a manufacturing company and they did nanotechnology. So they use like really small filters to take dirty water and make it clean. That's kind of the easy way to say it. And a lot of um, people at the time had only heard or really only experimented with um, reverse osmosis. And we were doing some other uh, types of filtering. So it was like, it was exciting, it was really fun and it was called xenon environmental i was there for about a year and a half and i decided i wanted to get my professional license so when i was in manufacturing i was doing a lot of hands-on engineering um problem solving finding systems for clients um and to get your professional engineering license you need to work under a qualified engineer so then i went to um, Moffat and nickel is that right I think so yeah in walnut creek and i did a lot of um like oceanfront engineering and i remember like the coolest day i had one of the senior engineers take me out with him because uh i had a wetsuit so they're like oh you have a wetsuit you're going and we like inspected peers so oh, like so a, cool. an, it was so cool and like we looked at the structural integrity and like he really explained to me like The forces of the waves and how they, um, like what happens to the piers over time and the wildlife and the water chemistry. So I just like that was really cool. So I was there and then we moved to Ohio for a short time. So I did uh, development there, um, both commercial and residential. And then when we came back to California, I did, uh, I worked for a company called Westios and did water resources engineering, which was awesome uh we did a lot of um we did water lines we did sewer lines uh we did flood control so like um when it rains a lot like knowing what to do with the the rainwater and providing places for it to go so um i've had the i've had a lot of variety in my opportunities which has been really cool wow my mouth is
0: like dropped right now oh really (laughs) wow i never knew that you'd have like a major career before like teaching that's so awesome
1: yeah, yeah it's so cool i did not even know that that is so cool miss for um
3: yeah i could talk for a long time about it. it was it was um it was just really neat it was really neat very thankful for the opportunities i had in class right now we're looking in eighth grade at like different jobs you can have and um i i'm also like amazing friendships that i've made like through engineering, and through school. So I have one friend who is an electrical engineer, but I call her my friend who's a rocket scientist because, you know, people are always saying, well, if you're a rocket scientist. But uh, he actually designed um, some of the boosters that were on the space shuttle. um, And just, like when you design those sorry we just were driving this weekend and talking about this so you're not only designing them to propel a spaceship into space which is obvious but she was designing them in Utah so then you had to take this rocket booster and get it from Utah to Florida so in your design considerations and constraints you had to think about things like will this rocket booster fit under a bridge will it like can you go through a tunnel what route will you take so there's a lot of um jobs in engineering and qualifications and things that people do that i don't i don't think people always consider when they think of engineering as a as like a professional position
0: what was the shift like to from being an engineer to like a teacher and also which one do you prefer more
3: engineering or teaching (laughs) i love them both for very different reasons they are like such different career choices um Oh my goodness. The shift was really, um, opening like, like so lucky to teach like the next generation. It's such a gift, but I just, um, I really have learned so much in the last six years about, um, communication, problem solving and asking questions. That's something that like, um, I know I talk to you guys all the time about like, finding out what your questions are I really feel like in the last six years I've become a better question asker and identifier of like what I'm really looking for does that make sense?
0: Yeah same I remember in 7th yeah. grade I was like I have no questions but now it's like what is this what is
3: this because I think your class definitely taught me how to
0: yeah, ask
3: agree. that's all because I really like usually like when we learn something we're like oh I've got it but then like if you're forced to sit and think about like what it is you just learned and come up with a question all of a sudden you find yourself like oh well how is this connected or why does it do this but for me I really had to sit in that before I learned that skill
2: yeah I've heard this quote where it says something along the lines of that successful people know that there are no stupid or dumb questions
0: yes And I also want to wonder, what do you prefer the most, coffee, tea, or water, as your teacher choice drink? Oh, my
3: goodness. Oh, that is such a good question. I love all three. (laughs) Um, And I rotate between them. I have, um, yeah, I have a couple different teas. I like them all. I can't even make a choice. I, I sound so indecisive in this, but, oh, I love them all. Sorry. Yeah. What I about you question. guys like Yeah, I
0: have
1: I a question for you, Ms. Similar. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you my question, Ms. For Venture. So um, how do you wish to influence your students as a teacher? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I
3: if anything, I just want people or my students to know what um, opportunities are in front of them. Um, to know that there isn't just one path in life. There's like so many different doors and windows and opportunities you can take and you can keep learning your entire life. And just because someone tells you that like, you're not good at something or you don't know something like they are not, they are not the only voice in your life. Like you can rise above that. You can do whatever it is that you set your mind to. And whether it be science that you like or like, fantasy writing whatever it is like there there's a place for you and um and really not to limit yourself
0: i that that was beautiful i think we're going to move on to our next section with that
2: yes what a wonderful interview so let's move on to section two the importance of talking about influential female figures in science In this world, we are taught that anything is possible and that we are capable of anything, just like we were talking about. It is not enough to say it, but it's rather more significant to experience it. It is important to have diverse, positive role models to light a flame to our passions. To, to feel us, which is why we must celebrate w- uh, women's achievements because our judgmental society has named intolerant stereotypes that may have limited the actions of women of the past. But significant women have broken these boundaries to become the world of opportunity today, and we're still working on it, which is why we must celebrate these women's achievements, especially in saving our planet for our future generations.
0: Yeah, so in this section, we're just going to... Put some like I guess bullet points of why we think uh, talking about women's month and even like feminism is important. Something I want to say that my mom told me about is that feminism isn't anything like radical at all. It's really just about um, kind of like allyship between men and women. It's not about women being better or men being better. It's just about equality. And so that's the overall goal to enable um, more females in STEM to be able to feel comfortable with being in this field and not go against discrimination. That way they can reach their full opportunity.
1: A lot of times in history we have disregarded achievements of women and given credit to the men. It is important to recognize the achievements of women um, on a global scale as well from different cultures, ages, backgrounds, etc. This goes for all genders.
2: Also, empowering future generations to feel comfortable in the science field. Sexism in STEM is still a major issue, and we'll be talking about women who are more women as in STEM as we
1: speak.
0: We are finally gonna move on to section three, which is women in science, activism and art who have changed the world in history. So this one is, this section is geared towards women in the past. However, we'll, we'll do a section on women today. When you think of the word scientists, what name comes to mind? So usually we think of Newton and Einstein, but there's also many uh, female names that we should learn. So what I want to talk about is Rachel Carson. So she is a marine biologist, ecologist, and conservationist, and an award-winning author. So she wrote a famous book called Silent Spring, which is also known as being probably the number one book on uh, environmentalism because it kind of brought, was the first thing that brought real panic into people's lives about, oh, the environment is not that good, and we and it targeted the DDT about dangerous pesticides. And sh- and Silent Spring, the book, is also credited with starting Earth Day and the National Environmental
1: Policy. So I think that's just really cool. Yeah, um, I also want to talk about someone. So um, Maria, Maria um, her art changed science, which was um, really cool. Um, before Charles Darwin, there was... Um, A thirteen-year-old girl. She loved to draw bugs. When she dived deeper into breaking down the life cycle of these miniature organisms, even though she had no formal training from a young age, Maria became a scientist, artist, adventurer in 17th-century Europe. This was the time which trial was still a thing.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Like, think about like which yes, there was female scientists even back all the way back then when there is literally witch trials.
1: And so she She was also the world's first ecologist. She was the world's first ecologist.
0: Yeah. And her drawings were very helpful too, to like even scientists today, because back then they also, I don't think they probably definitely did not have photography. And so that she really helped with documenting uh, bugs like, the life
1: cycle of a butterfly and caterpillar hedy lamar she invented the basis of all modern wi-fi um wireless communications all that she also invented that yeah
0: i think also we should talk about women who don't get enough credit or weren't as recognized for example one major one is rosalind franklin she she perform. Her work was vital in the discovery of DNA. However, something terrible that happened was her colleague actually shared her work without her permission. And because of this, he was awarded a Nobel Prize and Rosalind Franklin was excluded. So I think this happens a lot Mm. in history, which is really sad.
3: Oh my goodness. Uh, just Marie Curie and her daughter, what's that like I'm always reading about, but I am so impressed by the list that you have created here. I have um, secret access to the show notes, but um, I'm just super impressed by um, the amount of thought that you've put into this. And if you think about it, women have been scientists for so long, it just never gotten credit, whether it be um, through the art of really um capturing flowers and insects and animals through the ages um through learning medical and um through like herbs and things like that in nature that help us and I just I love that you're celebrating that uh through this podcast.
2: Oh yeah, sure. So the hidden figures they've been pretty popular. There's a movie about them, there's a book written about them. Um I'm pretty sure you've heard the term and so the hidden figures is made of, is um, talks about three women, Catherine um, Johnson, Mary Jackson and Dorothy. I'm sorry if I say her name wrong. I can't, I can't say her last name. <laughs> So they were the first African-Americans to work at NASA, and they opened doors for women to work there. Mary Jackson was an aerospace engineer and a mathematician, and she was also a part of Langley's Federal Women's Program Manager, and there she worked hard to impact the hiring and promotion of the next generation of NASA's female mathematicians, engineers, and scientists. She was the first african first African American woman to work for NASA. Katherine Johnson was a computer at NASA and helped send astronauts to the moon with her mathematician math is such a big job
1: That's, yeah and
2: yeah. And finally, Dorothy, who was a mathematician for NASA as well, and the first African-American manager and supervisor.
3: I think that what these women overcame is so incre- Like, they are so inspirational to me. I read that book, Hidden Figures, and um, just knowing how they had to prove themselves and everything that they did. I... I am so um, just in awe of them and their work and their work ethic. And I'm so grateful that they chose to continue in their work.
0: I think an important uh, emphasis is also not giving up, even like when, uh, because all these women, like off, even though they were, weren't given credit, like uh, Rosalind Franklin, or they weren't, they didn't have, didn't have resources to formal, like, Uh, education like Maria Merriam they still were able to become
3: very noteworthy scientists Mm -hmm. absolutely the women who came before um, I'm gonna say all of us um, just I'm so grateful to the path that they that they created for us and even like the women that you know taught me in my early career in like Even now, the women who are teaching me, who are more experienced, like, I I am so grateful to all those lessons. But as you, like, go into your careers and as you're in school, like, like listen to the stories that people have and, like, the um, advice they have, because you just, you can really learn a lot from other people's experiences.
1: Okay, so section four is, who are our women role models? Why? And tell us about them. There are many women figures in our lives who inspire us every day even women who we talk to every single day, such as mothers or sisters. Let's take this time to recognize these women in our section.
0: So for me, I would say, I mean, there's a lot of women that I look up to as like just uh, a kid, just looking up to people. Uh, First of all, my mom and my Lola, which is my grandma. I just think they're very inspiring because they're kind of survivors of a lot of hardships. And of course, Michelle Obama. Um, But another one I want to talk about is Corazon Aquino. Um, She, uh, my mom really admires her a lot because she was the first, uh, she was the first female president of the Philippines. And it was kind of a crazy way how she became the president. Actually, her husband was assassinated, unfortunately. And out of grief, she kind of found hope. And so that's why she coined her, Kind of signature color all the time she was also kind of a fashion icon for wearing always wearing the color yellow because it was a sign of hope and she also brought something very special to the philippines which was democracy and so i just admire that a lot yeah
1: wow yeah you know, for me yeah, i'd be like my mom and my grandma um miss preventer what about you do you have any
3: Oh, I also yeah. like AOC. AOC, like, I
1: think mm-hmm. she's such
0: a
3: great voice for people. I like her because she's young. And I think that sometimes people don't give young people enough credit. Like, yeah. Um, I hope you guys always use your voice um, and don't be, like don't be like set back if someone's like oh you're too young you don't know like keep using your voice and show them that you do know I've been so inspired by the work that this group has done Um, you've educated yourself and your ability to communicate your knowledge and your confidence in doing so like it just gives me so much hope for the future and I'm just really yay eco club
0: yeah, I think definitely. Also, Miss Preventure inspires me a lot because every, day, every like every single day I'm so excited to go to, for science
3: class. I'm like, oh, what do I have next? Oh, yay, science class! Yay! I love having you guys. Like, it's it's always it's just exciting that we get to. Um, that we get to do this, right? Um, I feel very grateful.
2: Oh, for my um, influences, I would say my mother, of course, because she is very hardworking and I just love to see her smile, the smile on her face every day. And for historical figures, I would say Coco Chanel because she changed the world of fashion by, you know, breaking boundaries like all these other women. And... Also, James Madison's wife, Dolly Madison, because she was really friendly and changed perceptions on um, females back at the time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my
0: God. Dolly Madison is awesome.
2: Yes, she is. He's super yeah. friendly.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think, wow, we're just we're just breezing through this podcast. Yeah, this is really fun. Okay, so section five. So now we're going to be talking about now that we've shed light on women from the past, we're going to be talking about women today um, who are rising above and. and even uh, acting upon in climate action.
2: As we know, our society is not perfect and still so much very flawed. And there are still numerous women today who are taking a stand to embark on change for a better future. Mm -hmm. So let's take this section to recognize them. So uh, at the library, I came across a book. A
0: couple of biographies about I hope I pronounced her name correctly Wangari Maathai. So she's an environmental activist, and so she grew up in Kenya. And there were very few girls who attended school growing up. She didn't think she could become a scientist because it wasn't really that normal for girls at the time to be scientists. But when she traveled to the U.S., she saw more female professors, and she was inspired by her teachers like Miss Reventure and she felt empowered. And so she started the Green Belt movement where and this is where she started to plant trees in Kenya and this helped work against deforestation and green and climate action of course which is really cool so this is definitely a name I think everyone should remember should know I'm so glad that I came across her biographies they are just she's truly inspiring and she's still alive today too
3: oh I feel like I'm gonna have to borrow all these books from you
0: Yeah, I have so many. I want to give it... Yeah, I definitely want to give it to some people. Maybe when we come back uh to all school i can like show some and then also rihanna Gunn Wright. she's credited as as one of the most important women fighting against climate change because she has helped create the green new deal so this is Mm -hmm. what we were kind of working on in eco club which was kind of uh, reaching out to companies and to taxes about being taxed for your environmental footprint which will hopefully become a lot Because I think that would be such a huge step, too.
2: Which reminds me of Greta Thunberg, who is also taking numerous steps to save the environment today. Um, She is a 17-year-old climate change activist. And she is also an author of four amazing books and the founder of the movement Fridays for Future. And she's also known to raise awareness for the disorder i'm sorry if i say it wrong Esper, i can't say it wrong i can't say it right i'm sorry but she is known for her empowering speeches and her famous quote you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words we are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all of you and all you can talk about is money fairy tales and internal economic growth how dare you? How dare you? Oh and my gosh, the emotion, Angela. Wow, you really committed to the quote. <laughs> yes, make it interesting. So yeah, she, she's also one of my favorite people today.
0: Yeah, I think something that's cool is that all of these women are from all over the world and from different backgrounds as well. And I think unity and women empowerment is so uh, is so powerful in uh the justice for climate action and social justice and the rise for it to help fight against climate change which is what we're all here to do in eco club as well and i think it's really cool how all these women are from all over the world like autumn peltier she is an indigenous canadian environmental activist who's been acting advocating for clean water since the age of eight which is crazy and also Miranda Wong who is a CEO of the startup bio collection and so this is where she has transformed and she's only 25 and she has transformed unrecyclable plastics into biodegradable reusable materials which is pretty cool and I think is very like eminent in everyone's daily lives So even young people are like making a change and standing up on a global scale.
3: That's really cool. I love the um, variety of people that you chose. And also a lot of these women like have overcome a lot of really difficult situations and sometimes they're still in the situation. Um, So I think that's important to remember if anybody's thinking of like trying something new or trying to change the world like no nobody has an easy path of it like even these amazing women that were successful like you just have to believe in yourself and remember that it's worth it um and keep moving forward and you like a few friends or family like that is so empowering
2: yeah yeah I like to look at quotes that and we'll also talk about quotes at the end of the podcast but there's some really quotes that are, that are really empowering and it, they just like feel me every day. And I know there's an app that tells you quotes. Um, and yeah,
0: yeah. I got the motivation app. It always makes me so happy whenever I'm feeling down, gives me a quote and I'm like, yes, have a little bit more wisdom. Yeah, but that's a really- there's, a, there's a motivation app. Yeah, there's a motivation yeah. up and you can choose. OK, you can choose the aesthetic and then you can also choose the theme like they have a women's uh, a women's empowerment uh, whole section theme where you can just get a bunch of quotes about women empowerment. I've been getting like quotes from like Oprah and Beyonce. It's been awesome. But also there's like ho- quotes of hope. There's quotes about um, like losing someone. There's quotes uh, for depression. There's quotes for uh, positivity there's quotes for wisdom like they have all these different like topics that you can choose and it's really cool and it's like free too
3: this is amazing i need this app yeah oh it's goodness.
0: called motivation and then it yes. gives you re- and then you can set how many reminders oh my gosh I've, and it's it's amazing
3: man i'm gonna check this out And you just get a
0: reminder, like I, I said it for like 10 times a day. So I just get 10 quotes a day throughout the day. And it's just, yeah, Professor Avril... Robertson
2: is a professor in biotechnology at the school of chemistry and molecular biosciences she loves science and loves teaching others about it and the reason why i wanted to include her in the podcast was because um she is known to be as quote unquote she highlights the opportunities for women in STEM and she is also a part of this group called UQ Women Create Change and they are doing so many things to create change like for example they've been um, trying to improve agriculture in Africa Improving the Indigenous health, um, tackling neuroscience issues, increasing the role of women in sport. They've been doing so much. So I thought that would be an interesting point to
0: add. Yeah. And like, I think there's not only there's not only scientists, but there's also activists, and there's also poets, there's artists out there. Like for example, Amanda Gorman, I recently read and listened to her um, piece called Earthrise, which I thought was really inspiring. inspiring. A great piece of just a great representation and a way to use your art, I guess, and creativity to spread awareness. Yeah, there's so many great women like, There's, uh, we won't go too much, so it's not an overload, but there's, like, Esperanza Garcia, um, there is Tessa Khan, and so I definitely encourage people to just search up more women today, because there are so many leading the fight against climate change that I think it's also-
1: There's also Miss Preventure.
3: Yes, Um, there's Miss Preventure! Mm -hmm. No! (laughs) Um, well, Mm -hmm. um, I- I just, yeah, there's so much to do. And I I always mention um, my friend, Dr. Shannon Olson, who runs um, an ecology lab. And I love it. Like, I've known her since high school. She and I, actually, longer than that, I think we started tap dancing lessons together when we were three. And we did tap and ballet and point through high school. Um, And she runs a lab called the NICE Lab, N-I-C-E, out of England, or England, my goodness, out of uh, India um, and she just has really put a lot of um, a lot of focus in like being kind to our earth and preserving species and just a lot of really incredible incredible work there's a, a lot of women in our world who don't get a lot of recognition or like national um recognition just doing some really incredible work if you check out the nice lab it's amazing NICE I love that. I love their name and their mission statement
0: wow I feel like I'm in addition I feel like I'm learning so much about Miss Venture as well like point dance like a, she was on point a dancer <laughs> she, was a, she was um an engineer and t- went and did dives like and a bunch of cool labs and now she's a
3: teacher wow it's just quite (laughs) eye-opening
2: multi-talented
3: there's not just one path but don't ask me to dance today you'll all be like oh my goodness
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we need to get you uh in dance company at our school (laughs) <laughs> I, I think Miss LePage would have a heart attack. <laughs> that's also inspiring to me because like, I, I kind of don't know why I want to be when I grow up. Cause I kind of want to do multiple things. And so that's really cool. Like how you can
3: balance out so many things. Oh my goodness. I, you know, I always think of um, Shannon too. Um, that's Dr. Olson. Um, because she was just um, an amazing vocalist. I mean, like we were, okay, so this is, hopefully super embarrassing but we were in a pageant together miss seaway festival pageant and i remember like um like i said we were good friends she took the stage and she sang ave maria and we were laughing at the end of it because she came off and she's like are you okay and i was like that was the most beautiful thing i've ever heard um like just it floored me but she used that talent that she had um when she went on to Cornell and when she went on to graduate school. And I believe that she's still singing like to this day. So it's not like her primary concern or primary career, but it's like definitely an art form that she's still using today. And um, when I was in Ohio, I remember my boss was like this really accomplished trombone player or trumpet. I'm not sure which, I'm sorry. Um, But he was always like, I got to go because I got to be in the band. And we were always teasing him, like, are you going to be an engineer or a trumpet player? Um, But as you go on, like, and you get older, there's a really, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself to one thing, right? There's still room um, to explore your passions um, and even make your job your passion.
0: Yeah. Okay. Moving on to section six, which is just contributions to our lives that you may or may not have known were from women. So how these women's ha- women have uh, impacted our lives today. Even something like ice cream invented by a woman, which is pretty cool. And then, yeah. So there's many, like, CEOs and some of my favorite writers, too, like Min Jen Lee, the writer of Pachinko, and then also Amy Tan, who wrote Joy Luck Club, and Agatha Christie, the queen of murder mysteries. They're some of my favorite writers. So that's one, uh, like, someone I... Some people I want to shed light on because they have definitely given me my favorite books and
1: reads. The refrigerator was also... Um invented by a woman the dishwasher was also invented by a woman um we already talked about her in the beginning of the podcast but Hedy Lamar she invented wi-fi and bluetooth
0: yeah and also ice cream what would the world be like without ice cream think about what would the world be like if we didn't have ice cream because um Nancy Johnson invented the first ice cream maker so Life would be pretty sad, not gonna lie. Yeah, thank you so much, Nancy Johnson, for your amazing invention. Thank you. Also, Dr. Shirley Jackson created telecommunication technology, which is kind of basically the blueprint for for caller IDs and which we have in our daily phone calls which is pretty cool and then also solar power by dr maria telks and Eleanor raymond and so and then there's also a bunch of ceos that i uh found in one uh, and yet another of my library books like i can't pronounce her last name but Anne w who created t- 23andme jane chen who created who's the CEO of Little Lotus and Embrace Innovation. Jessica O. Matthews, the founder and CEO of Uncharted Power. So this is harnessing kinetic energy and this produces green power, which is so cool. So if you know anything about renewable energy, I believe. And yeah. Oh, and in her, I also thought this was funny. In her like little interview part, she said, my inspirations are Bill Nye the Science Guy and Beyonce.
2: Period. Also, did you know that um, Francis Gabe invented a self-cleaning home? <laughs> That's crazy.
0: A self-cleaning home? Oh my gosh! That yeah. Oh my gosh! Everyone needs to have that, like uh-huh. a self-cleaning home.
2: Yeah, definitely. I'd want one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want. I want one just for my room to do. I would, would want like somebody to do all my
2: chores for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the <After> trash. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Washing the dishes.
3: I'm just enjoying your talk about like the self cleaning home. Home. <laughs> um, also, uh, wait. Let me think.
0: I think I have one. Okay. Oh, Cecilia Payne. I can't say her last name. Gabos I'm Cecilia Payne. G. So she discovered. Discovered what the sun was made of, which is such a like monumental discovery, not to mention. However, when she showed it to her boss, I guess, or supervisor, he dismissed it. However, (laughs) four years later, he published his own paper with her work and he was given credit for the discovery. So I think this is a major like um, contribution that definitely got um, shoved under the carpet that we need to like talk about because. That was such a major discovery that was just completely for she didn't get credit for, which is so
3: sad. And Mr. Bay was here because I feel like there was something um, like that went with like plate tectonics or something like that. Um, And I can't remember who it was or exactly what it was, but that happened all the time, like all the time. Or the woman's husband would get credit for it and like they would just kind of be like, hmm. Oh how nice his wife is traveling with him. Um then yeah. it was like no I actually did the research, thanks. Yeah, that
0: while I was researching, I was noticing that was such a like a recurring pattern. I was like, oh my gosh, dang, did not think that was so like common but it happens so much more than like I would have ever thought
3: and I'm trying it so I like I said I was reading um a book about Marie Curie's daughter and I can't remember if it was Marie Curie or her husband but I know it happened to or not her husband I'm sorry her daughter but it happened to one of them like all the time because both of them married scientists right. I have to say like in my experience like the professionals that I've worked with Um, there's a lot of equality, like, like just, I've worked with some amazing teams that haven't really looked at like, like gender, religion, or like, uh, sexual preferences or anything like that. Like I've been very fortunate to work with really intellectual, really professional people who hear the voices at the table, if that makes sense, regardless of like who the voice is coming from. Yeah. So I think moving on to
0: our last section, Sadly, but also happily, I guess, um, we're just going to be giving some positive messages, some quotes or even poems from us to you or that we've taken from other women to empower for like empowerment. So just some like final messages, some final
3: things we want to say really like that quote your mom gave you about like life was not a competition but a collaboration um I really like that and then I like um if Miss Hargrove hears this she's gonna laugh but um we do Peloton in the morning <laughs> and one of the instructors always says be the person that fixes another queen's crown without telling her it's crooked and I love like I love the idea of that. Helping somebody without looking for the recognition of helping them. Like, hey, I did this for you. Yeah, just like helping,
0: empowering each other. Because that's also important to, it's not, we have to like make it more about,
3: because a community versus
0: individualism, I guess.
3: Right. And just like support the idea of supporting your friends without like, Needing the spotlight for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I also like the quote, "Nothing is to be feared; it is only to be understood." From Marie Curie, I think that's a interesting concept of like not being afraid to learn new things, and even like if you face obstacles, not being afraid to pursuing on to just see what else is there. And then also, education is the best way to save the environment. So just like. Put, teaching yourself that's a lot of things we do in Eagle Club we try to find our resources to better educate ourselves on what is happening in the world
2: I like the quote life is not a competition between men and women it is a collaboration said by David Alejandro and I like this one because it just really talks about how we're supposed to be unified Um, just like when we were learning in social studies how our Constitution promised America unity and yet we're we're getting close but we still we still need to get even closer
0: yeah that's a really powerful one i think that's a really great thing about like um equality is it's not about one being better than the other it's just about playing like just equal level and so we're seeing more and more of that which is amazing and i hope it it definitely continues and even gets better and then also one that my mom always says is you are somebody and I think that's uh I really like that because it just whenever you're feeling sad just know that you have value as a person and everyone <laughs> around you has value as well sorry Yes. Yeah. oh and also um probably a lot of people know who she is Amanda Gorman she's a young p- poet. Uh, I admire her a lot. One of her um, pieces, one of her poems that I just discovered was called Earthrise, and so a little bit of it that I want to just say is a glimpse into our planet, Samir, and a threats. and as threats drew near, our urgency became clear as we realized that we hold nothing dear than the floating body we all call home. We've known that we're caught in the in the throes of climat- climatic changes, some say will just go away, while some simply pray to survive an- another day. For it is the obscure, the oppressed, the poor, who, when the disaster is declared done, still suffer more than anyone. Climate change is the single greatest challenge of our time. So that, that sorry, that was a lot, but that was, uh, I definitely encourage people to read that uh, poem. It's very empowering. We've been using that word a lot because I think that's an overall theme.
1: Yes. Um. We just have some messages. Um. Support women-owned businesses. Break gender barriers in STEM and leadership, and create equality.
0: Yeah. So you can definitely. Um. Even though Women's Month is ending, you can keep on exercising uh, this appreciation for women today and just. Um, at people around you and like Mr. Venture said listen to different perspectives and different stories because you can cultivate more respect and just like get to uh, learn more and open more doors just respect everybody it's that simple just respect mm-hmm.
2: everybody
3: um I just think you guys are amazing and like all of you listening believe in yourself have confidence and uh don't be afraid to let your light shine Yes, you heard it here wow. on Eco Talk Podcast from Mrs.
0: Perventure. <laughs> Let your light shine. Yes. yes. So check out our Instagram page um, at NTSMS Eagle Club to get some updates on things we're going to be doing. Thank you so much for listening to this Eco Talk Podcast. Uh, we're going to end with this quote. There is always light if only we are brave enough to see it, if only we are brave enough to be it. This is said by Amanda Gorman. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Mrs. Preventure for being on this podcast.
1: My